Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. Hey, congratulations to Debbie. She is our prize package winner this morning. Forgotten Carol's movie and pizza from The Blaze. Have you been to The Blaze? Man, that's good stuff. Give me some of that. Not tonight. Not tonight. Got other plans tonight. My sister is making stromboli. You know what stromboli is? Have you had stromboli? You haven't had stromboli. So I, I, I went to, you know, I was I was a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and uh, that's incidental to my point here. My point is that I, I lived in Philadelphia and New Jersey for a couple of years, and uh, the every every corner, almost literally every corner had a pizzeria, some kind of mom-and-pop pizza joint on it uh, in Philadelphia. And uh, they, some of them doubled as hoagie shops. That's what they called them, hoagie shops. Some of them were just pizza places, and there was a hoagie shop next door. Uh, but uh, bottom line is I was exposed to some food I had never had before. I'd never in my life had a cheesesteak until I went to Philadelphia. I'd never in my life even heard of a Stromboli or a Calzone. Now, this is, you know, 1985. Uh and I was young and impressionable, but I had never had a Stromboli, never heard of a Stromboli or a Calzone. And uh, there was one other thing. So if you take a Stromboli or a Calzone, which are usually baked, and you deep fry them, that's called a Panzerati. And uh, it's probably about a million calories, I'm guessing. Uh, but, uh, man, it was good. Uh, so yeah, I, I attribute some of the belly on my, or some of the fat on my belly to a Panzerati in Philadelphia. But anyway, my sister is making a Stromboli tonight, so I won't be going out to the blaze, but I will be returning to the blaze very, very shortly. I, I can promise you that. Uh, anyway, congratulations to Debbie. Uh, she's our winner today. Uh, the forgotten Carol show, it, it closes this week and, uh, the passes are good for Monday through Thursdays only. So basically, these passes that I have, I've got a few left, are good just until Thursday night. So uh, be looking for me to give the rest of those away uh, here in the next couple of days. Um, go see the Forgotten Carols. I, I saw the Forgotten Carols with Michael McLean live a couple of different times, uh, oh, 10, 15 years ago. I don't know. It's been a while. Uh, but I have not seen the movie. I heard it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, maybe I ought to take a couple of those passes and go myself. Actually, that's not a bad it's not a bad idea. Maybe I'll see you over there at the uh, movie theaters. Right now it's 12 minutes after 9 o'clock. This is the Andy Griffin Show. Uh, glad to have you along. We'll do some open lines for the next little while. Brian Hyde is uh, otherwise occupied, uh, as is Allie, our producer. So I'm flying solo today. That's okay. I can handle it if you can, too. If you've got something on your mind, give me a call. 673-5890 is the phone number, studio line here. Uh, six seven three five eight ninety. Uh, coming up in about uh, oh, there's Allie. Allie, you want to step in and uh, do a little producing uh, as long as you're, yeah, why not? Uh, so uh, Allie uh, actually just poked her head in. It looks like she's done with the business she was taking care of. So we'll have Allie uh, produce the show a little bit. Uh, in the meantime, let's go live to the phone lines. We won't uh, call screen the first couple of calls. Uh, caller, you're on with Andy this morning. Open line Friday. What's on or open line Monday? What's on your mind? Hey, next time you're talking to the uh, mayor of Washington, would you ask him what's going on with the frontage road in front of the new water proposed water park? Okay. Um, At they, Middleton they, Drive they, there, right? 
Yeah, they've had the parallels I-15. They've had cones out there and the road unfinished now for it seems like a couple of years. It's just ongoing. There's another side street real close to that that's got cones. It's been over a year. Um, I'm just amazed that they they don't ask the contractor to finish up that work. The sidewalks are in. They just need to pave it, be done, and remove the cones. A couple of things. First of all, that is actually technically St. George City. So I would we would oh. we would need to ask Mayor Pike about that. Last update yes, he my. gave on that one was that um, they said they were going to do it. You know this this fall, and of course they haven't done it. And I don't I'm not sure what the recourse is, but we'll definitely ask him about it on Thursday when he's on the, Was he? Thank he, you. He's on. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. Bye. Nine fourteen on KDXU uh, again. Open line for a ne- the next little while. Uh, I was going to say bottom of the hour. Terry Hutchinson. Now he's a guest often on this show. Talks about school district matters. Uh, This one's a little different. We're going to have Terry on, but what we're going to talk about is religion and prayer. Maybe you saw the article last week, uh, Friday, Saturday, something like that, uh, in one of the local news outlets that basically uh, Terry Hutchinson and the school board was given a warning by a group called the Freedom From Religion, not the Freedom of Religion, the Freedom From Religion group, and they gave him a warning in October and said, you can't have prayers for your school board meeting. So they changed slightly the wording of it. They call it reverence instead of prayer, and they have a moment of silence, and then somebody offers to say a prayer out loud. Well, the freedom from religion people, that's not good enough to them. They, for them. They said, no, 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 no. You're still being all prairie and stuff. Prairie. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the rain in Spain falls mainly on the prairie. Uh, anyway. Uh, and so uh, they issued another warning and said a lawsuit is forthcoming if you don't stop having prayer in the schools. So we're going to have Terry on. We're going to talk to him. I actually reached out to the Freedom From Religion people, and uh, they declined to comment, saying this was an ongoing case and they didn't want to talk about it, which is really weird because usually people with like them that have an ax to grind, they want all the publicity they can get. And so I was a little bit surprised that they <clears throat> they did not want to talk about it. Uh, so anyway, we'll get Terry on here in about 15 minutes to talk about the freedom from religion, people, and prayer in the uh, prayer in the school board meeting. Right now, let's go back to the phone lines. Line one is Seth. Seth, what's going on this morning? Um, is there a way that we can hear you without having the radio on when we're on hold here? Is Are you not hearing me on hold? No. Oh, that's... It that, was silent, so I had to have the radio on. That's very strange. I, okay. It, it, was anyway, working, it was working before. Purpose, anyway, did you like, did you like meeting, did you like meeting Allie, by the way? Yes, I, uh, we had a lovely discussion. <laughs> she's going to be a superstar, I, I can tell, because uh, she's got the radio personality. She does. She is awesome. Uh, we we uh, definitely made it made a good move when we hired Allie, and I, I've got her microphone. Down. Allie, you, you, can, you can say thank you or stop it or something if you'd like. Thank you, Seth. You're sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's good, and, and it's an upgrade to how the show works and, and everything else, and it's We've needed this from the beginning of KDXU, you know? Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. That's it, it has been a frustration. I've tried not to let it. They say don't bleed on the audience. I've tried not to let my frustration with the phone lines uh, uh, 
get out to you guys, but yeah, I'm sure you knew that the not having, first of all, not having a hold function for like six months was ridiculous. And, and then not, not being able to have someone to, to screen calls and produce a show. Well, now we fixed it. Allie's here and uh, I'm glad to have her. Well, it, now we're like the big, uh, big time market. That's the right. purpose of the call today is I got the Fox News on them. I should know better than to do that. <laughs> I, I need to throw that TV away because radio is much better. Yes, I agree. Uh, anyway, they're showing wall to wall. The vaccines have arrived, mm-hmm. and they've got wall to wall coverage. Nurses, uh, the first nurse in America to sit there Sandra and have a shot on yeah. TV. And then they do a dual screen, and they're shooting nurses in uh, Pittsburgh, my hometown. And so, uh, once again, New York City and Pittsburgh are the center of the universe. And now the first nurse, I think she's up for an Academy Award, (laughs) and and she's the best nurse ever shot on TV for the first time. In history, yeah. Sandra is her name, by the way. Right, and they've got her picture, and they've got a big logo about what hospital and, and all of that. And then the same this morning, about 8.30 or so, or maybe earlier, uh, they had the Surgeon General on talking about the 100 degrees below zero and how they're going to make sure that when uh, Andy and Allie get their shots, they never let that vaccine get a degree above 100 below because obviously something very bad happens as this stuff warms up. Well, you, and, got, and maybe it ferments or degrades in some way before it ends up in your arm. You have my imagination running wild. What if there's some kind of super, super duper virus that activates at minus 99, huh? It's, they're panicking. They got monitors and computers and everything. But when it gets to Walmart where we get it or uh, Walgreens, uh, did every degree matter? Or if somebody didn't show up to get their shot and, and uh, gee, it was two or three or five or ten hours later, is that vaccine going to be uh, preventative or it's going to cause me to croak? Well, that, again, like I said, you've got my imagination running wild. Maybe maybe something really crazy. Maybe we'll start frothing at the mouth and, and start trying. Maybe we'll all turn into uh, liberals. Or zombies. <laughs> Same thing. Or both. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it, uh, this is the biggest psychop I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, never have, can I remember when you became a celebrity by sitting there and getting an alcohol swab and an injection on national TV. Seth, let me ask you, will you take the Pfizer virus? Will you take the, the Moderna virus? Will you take a shot at all? I don't take shots. The last shots I got in the military, I was a, I was a piece of military equipment, and they lined me up at 16, and two people on either side of me just shot me full of I don't know what. And that was the last time you got a shot? Yes. Wow. Vaccine, vaccine, vaccine kind of right, thing. Vaccine. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I 
you know, I, I have an immune system, and as George Carlin says, you ought to work it out sometimes, like he was swimming in the East River with raw sewage. And he says, and look at me. Uh, you know, <laughs> I did fine because my immune system works. Yeah, that sounds like a Seinfeld episode right there, too. All right, Seth, thanks for the call today. I appreciate it. You bet. What a great question, though, Seth posed. Uh, he, he's not going to take the vaccine. Uh, are you? 673-5890, if you have an opinion on this, will you take it? Will you take the first one? The one that has to be minus whatever, minus 100 degrees, minus 94, whatever it was. Will you take the second one that only needs to be refrigerated from Moderna? Will you wait to see how people are affected? For that matter, when... When, if, when you do take it, will you say, hey, I want a card to prove to people that I don't have to wear a mask? Or will you wear a mask anyway to be nice? I mean, so many questions, not very many answers. Love your opinion on this stuff, 673-5890. I'll give you my opinion right now. Yes, I will take a vaccine. Uh, I think by the, time, uh, by the time it gets to me, it's going to be months probably. Uh, and I think probably... Uh, I will end up taking the second vaccine, the one that doesn't have to be frozen and have to have two doses. I don't want to go in twice. Uh, In fact, I think Moderna stands to make a lot more money than Pfizer on this because even though Pfizer was first, Moderna's like, go one shot and you're done and it doesn't have to be frozen. I I don't know. That's my thought, my opinion on this. Uh, I will take a vaccine. I don't think I will take the Pfizer one, not because I'm opposed to it, but because I think the other one will be way more convenient uh, and once I take the vaccine, I don't like wearing masks anyway. I, I wear it because I, you know, it's required at stores, et cetera. But uh, once I take the vaccine, I am never p- putting a mask on again, at least not until, I don't know, holding a newborn grandbaby or something like that. All right, let's go uh, back to the phone lines. Let's see. Uh, Allie has texted me. I had my phone behind me. Uh, Steve in line one. Steve, what's going on? Hi, good morning. Morning. Well, I certainly will not take the vaccine. You will, will not. Well, why would I take a vaccine that uh, against something that uh, my odds of, of dying from it are 99.6% uh, of us are not going to have uh, any problem with it other than just, you know, going through an illness like you do with the cold or the flu? Or Why, why would I take a vaccine that, that was rushed through? There's never been a vaccine that's come to market faster than this one. I absolutely not will not take that vaccine, and I won't take it six months from now if uh, if it's offered to me then. Uh, the question is, what are we going to do when the government says you must have to take the vaccine? Yeah, yeah and, and that's scary because I'm, uh, like you, I'm resistant to, you know, if government tells me I have to do anything, I'm like, I, I want to know, I want some good reasoning behind it. And, and this one's a tough one. But uh, to, to uh, kind of answer what you were saying, uh, what your chance, supposedly, if you, do take the vaccine is only, what is it, 95% effective? And so you have a 95% chance of not getting a virus that you have a 99.5% chance of, of uh, living through anyway. So uh, I don't know. I guess the reason I say I would take it is, is because I, I would increase my odds a little bit and because then I could walk around guilt-free without a mask. I don't know. What do you think, Steve? Well, are we sure that you're going to have uh, less chance of getting it? You know, I'd like to take everybody back to about March or April. Uh, do you recall when um, Governor Herbert went out and bought, I can't remember, it was, uh, it was hundreds of thousands of doses of hydroxychloroquine? I do. 
yeah, I'm, I would love to be able to get some hydroxychloroquine, and I would take that because it's got a 40-year history, uh, and it's been proven time and time and time again, not from some study, from people who have actually taken it and can re- report the results. And so, uh, you know, this vaccine thing, you know, we talked about this before. Did you ever get a chance to look into the vaccine courts? Uh, no, I did not, actually. Now that you mention it, it completely slipped my mind. And it's relevant again today. And, and, you know, the vaccine court is a place where they shuffle people off that uh, have been harmed by a vaccine, not, not this one coming up, but it'll, it'll apply. And you notice that one of the big deals about the, um, this uh, stimulus package has to do with indemnifying uh, the government and others related to COVID and to this vaccine. Why are we so concerned about making sure that nobody's held accountable when things go, go badly wrong? Yeah, that's that, that should be a red flag, right? I mean, it, oh, well, you can't sue if you, you know, grow a third leg or die or, or your eye falls out. <laughs> well, and those, those are probably extremes, but there's yeah. been plenty of, plenty of people who have been harmed. Their children have been harmed because of vaccines, and they don't have the ability to go to court and hold these, these companies accountable. They're shuffled off to the vaccine. It, it's a court that deals with strictly vaccines. And it's limited to how much you can, uh, you know, claim in damages, and you have to agree to a gag order. You cannot speak about it if you agree to a settlement. This is, you know, these things are outrageous, and yet we accept them as being normal, good, customary. We need to start asking questions instead of just every time the government says, hey, do this, we say, okay. We need to start saying why. Mm. Yeah, good point. I'm, I'm going to look that up, though. I, I don't know if I wrote it down before, but I wrote it down just now. Vaccine court. I want to look into it. Thanks, Steve, for the call. You bet. Bye. Appreciate it. All right. Rhonda on line two. Hey, you're with Andy this morning. What's on your mind? Hi, Andy. How you doing? I'm good. Good. Well, I don't think we have to worry about the government telling us we have to get the vaccine okay. because um, – businesses are going to do it for them. I have a friend that's in assisted living and he's been told if he doesn't take the vaccine, he cannot come out of his room. Ooh. And they haven't been out of their rooms for months and months and months already. Wow. Um, I, I believe that theaters are going to require people to have the vaccine before you can go to the movies or before you can go to a sporting event before you can go to the grocery store. I don't think we have to worry about the government telling us that because these private industries are already set up to do that. You know, I had, to, I don't know if it was Brian last week or somebody said, well, then you just choose not to not to use those establishments if that's what they're going to require. But if you think about it, if every grocery store in town says you can't come in without a right. vaccine card, what, what are you supposed to do? I guess you got online grocery pickup. That's Online pickup, yeah, or delivery. It. But, mm. you know, my husband and I had COVID in October, and I wouldn't, uh, well, we had, you know, a more severe case, I guess you would mm. say, but uh, he was in the hospital for two two nights. But, you know, on the vaccine, I, I have been um, on the fence and on each side of the fence for the <laughs> last few months. Yeah. Um, so I... I, you know, probably until it gets right to the time that I have to make that decision, then I'll make that decision. But I really don't think we're going to have to worry about the government intervening because 
well, we already have these companies saying that they're going to demand it. So You're in a unique position in that you have already had COVID-19, and they say the odds as low as they are now are even lower if you've already had it. So uh, so uh, you say you're on the fence. I, I'm kind of leaning toward if you've already had it, you shouldn't have to have a shot, right? I mean, Well, no, because my daughter works at the hospital and uh, in ICU, and they're already getting people back now that had it in the spring. Really? Wow. So, yes. It, yeah, it doesn't last. I mean, you know, you're not immune forever. I figure we have, you know, an eight-week window <laughs> hmm. that we can not be, t- you know, overly concerned about it. Yeah. But, yeah, it, you do get it again. Interesting. So, All right. Thank yeah. you, Rhonda, for the call for today. I uh-huh. appreciate it. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Well, we've got time for one more call before we bring Terry in. Uh, I believe it was Dennis, right? Line three. Dennis, how are you? Good. Well, as a professional bank robber, I have no issue wearing a mask, and I'll take the <laughs> shot because I've been shot at before. So, no, just kidding. Yeah. Um, the main re- you know, we need a little levity right now during this time. For sure. Um, the uh, one of the things I'm calling in, you know, I, I kind of worry about Seth. Uh, just, just let me uh, read three lines here. It's important to know that a strong immune system will not prevent you from contracting COVID-19. The virus that caused COVID-19 is a novel pathogen, meaning those who contract it have no existing antibodies to mount a defense. So, and as far as taking a shot myself, um, you know, I'm in that over 70 age group where that's going to be uh, a little bit uh, before... uh, you know, it gets to me as far as being available uh, to get the shot. And so that'll give me time to see what kind of reactions people have yeah. uh, on, on this mass uh, uh, vaccination that we're, uh, that we're going to be having, uh, you know, uh, countrywide. But uh, I don't know. I mean, people say, well, it's survivable. But then again, you hear these stories of people that, my God, it was like having a wet washcloth in my mouth and I was just trying to suck for every molecule of air and, Boy, I don't know if that's, you know, even though you survive, I don't know if I want to want to go through that. Yeah, um, it sounds awful. Yeah. So, so it's, a, it's a tough call. It really is. But but anyway, that's that's why I call. Just to, because I am concerned about Seth, I enjoy his calls. And that strong immune system is not going to do anything for you with this virus. So Yeah, good point. Thanks, Dennis. Appreciate the call. That's uh yeah, I don't. I don't want COVID nineteen. I, I I think I joked around about nine months ago and said oh, I should just hurry and get it and get it over with. But from every, most people that I've talked to that had it, it's awful. And uh, my wife, who has not had COVID nineteen, but she has severe uh, uh, pet uh, pet dander induced asthma. She said it's like trying to breathe through a little tiny straw. Imagine your only lifeline, your only breath, is through a little plastic straw. Yeah, you can get air, but it's not as much as you want, and certainly not as much as you need. And if COVID-19 is anything like that, it sounds absolutely awful. Every weekday morning at 9, Andy Griffin brings in the most relevant guests, tackles the top issues, and lets your voice be heard. Only Only on KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Happy Monday to you, 9.36 on a Monday morning. Had some issues with Brian Hyde, not able to get on the air. And I, for the life of me, could have swore Terry was coming in the house. But Terry's on the phone, and we're glad to have him. Terry, you doing all right? I'm fine, Mandy. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you calling in. Uh, I've been kind of setting it up a little bit, but uh, talking uh, about prayer, in not in schools, but prayer in school board meetings. Now, you guys received a notification uh, in October, 
change things a little bit. Apparently wasn't good enough. Got another notification from a group called Freedom From Religion. And uh, now what's the plan of action as far as uh, prayers and school board meetings, Terry? Well, Andy, that, that's not quite right. No? We got a complaint in May. And, oh, wow. Uh, Way you back know, we, we've been looking at our legal options ever since. So it's not, you know. Um, obviously, I, I heard you guys reached out to them. They don't want to comment to you. Correct. Um, so I, I won't talk about their specific problems. I will tell you that really we haven't done that much to change anything that we've done so far. Um, we do need to review that. And as a board, as a, as a whole, we need to vote on some stuff like that. So we're, we're kind of divided in terms of what to do, how to do, how far do you take it? Um, you know, so forth. I, I can tell you that every member of the board from a personal standpoint has some pretty strong feelings about it and being able to do it. But on the other hand, you know, you balance that against your duty to the taxpayers. So you, you have to look at things and you just don't want to tilt at windmills that, uh, that cost the taxpayers a lot of money. Now there's some instances where the fight is worth it. And sometimes the constituents believe the fight is worth it. And so that's kind of why, you know, we sound them out. I mean, I know I've got kind of a split in my constituency where a lot of people feel, yeah, it, this is where the line needs to be drawn. You well, know, well, that's exactly I, the, that's exactly the word I was going to use when I when I asked you another question, yeah. Terry. Is the line keeps moving? At what point can we <laughs> stop moving that line? Last year, Cedar changed from the Redmen to the Reds. This year, the Bountiful Braves. Uh, you know, they're dropping the Braves, and now just announced today, Cleveland Indians are going to drop the Indian yeah. mascot well, from well, there. Andy, that's, a, that's a completely different thing. That is totally bowing towards political correctness, okay? I mm-hmm. mean, you know, it's not like the Cedar City Redmen are going to be sued for kids continuing to use that, that name. And I don't think any court in the world is going to find in the favor of somebody suing them. This is a completely different situation. It's much more serious. This is an actual constitutional issue um, that that's actually split, and we don't have clear directives from from the federal courts about it. So, mm. um, you you look at it and you say, I, I mean, I personally believe right now that with the current makeup of the Supreme Court, unless of course, you know, the the next administration messes around with that, that. Uh, this is about as favorable towards religious freedom as we've had in probably since uh, the 1950s. And most of the, most of the case law that came out against prayer in the schools and against prayer in public settings uh, came out about the same time as Roe v. Wade. And so there's a lot of these things where I, I believe the Supreme court at that time uh, completely misread the constitution and they found things in it that weren't there, and we're still stuck with that ever since. And it's become a politicized football that they keep kicking around until, you know, they, they don't follow the clear language of the Constitution. And so, you know, there's, there, there's kind of two different atmospheres about it. And so I've got constituents who say, uh, change your policy as much as you can, 
to make sure that we don't get sued. We don't want to, we don't want to use our children's money. We want to use our children's money on our education as opposed to, you know, fighting a battle that you could lose. And because if you lose a case like this, you can pay the other side's attorney's fees. And so, you know, there, there's a risk that that can happen. Now, when I read the case law, I don't completely see it in the same way. And each of the circuit courts is split. So let, let me back up and, and talk for a minute about the way the federal court system works. At the top is the Supreme Court. And they have the final say on these matters. And currently, we all know how that's made up. And all of a sudden, with the addition of uh, Amy Coney Barrett, mm-hmm. the court has all of a sudden woken up and said, hey, wait a minute, even in a pandemic, religious freedom is still important. And uh, it's kind of like, what? And, and the reason is we have not had justices who support the First Amendment like these do for, you know, like I said, since the 1950s. And uh, so it's it's really a, a, a refreshing thing to see. But right below them is the circuit courts. And the circuit courts is usually where all the action is because only a limited number of cases can go to the Supreme Court. And so we're in the Tenth Circuit. Some of these religion cases have come up in other circuits. And we don't really have a Tenth Circuit case yet. Um, the Tenth Circuit used to be a little more conservative than it is now. Right now, it's a little bit more what they call moderate or even maybe liberal. Um, But I still am pretty confident that the Tenth Circuit is, you know, a lot more supportive of religious freedom and the Constitution than, say, the Ninth Circuit. The Ninth Circuit is out in San Francisco, and even with the number of appointees that Trump has made, it is the circuit that's probably considered to be the most liberal it is also the circuit that tends to be overturned the most well, t- because they don't really follow the Constitution. And that's where some of these decisions come out against school board prayer and religion. Well, so, so Terry, you, I mean, you, you said those are separate issues, certainly the mascot changing. And I understand what you mean legally. Those are very different issues. But I think it all kind of kind of contributes into this general feeling for someone who is a religious person like you and I of, they keep taking things away from us. They keep saying, you can't do this, you can't do that. And maybe this isn't the place to draw the line, the school board spending school money to, to fight this, but is there a place where we should be fighting this? Because I'm getting kind of tired of being told I can't do this, that, or the other thing. <laughs> well, once again, Andy, that's that's our decision as elected officials on yeah. the school board is to determine, well, okay, are we going to do this or are we not going to do this? And And that's something that I'm just one of seven. And so each of the board members has to come to the determination of what they feel is best, and we'll see how the vote goes. Mm. And, you know, the, then, too, the other side has to actually bring an action, which they haven't. Right. And, you know, they have their own risk in doing so, frankly. You know, for, for many years, there wasn't a Second Amendment case at the Supreme Court. Why? Well, the NRA didn't want to take the risk that they could get they could lose one and gun control advocates didn't want to take the risk that they could lose one and so they've game always of chicken, resolved huh? them in some other fashion before they get up there a little game of chicken so this is this is the status of of where this is and and we can talk about that in terms of the the general status and then you can see some of the risk factors that people are weighing as we come to this determination okay um 
what when are you guys going to talk about it like really get down to brass tacks and and have a vote and talk about it and decide what you what what you, you know, are going to do i don't know it's it's an ongoing discussion um we we have a we have a, a meeting tomorrow but i think it's fairly short uh we we blocked out some time last time and we will continue to block time out and because it's a threatened litigation it's something that we do in closed session so you know there, there's very limited things that that we can say about that in fact i i when the when the paper approached me last week southern utah news i didn't i didn't uh expect that question from them because nobody from our board and nobody from the school district had said anything about it so um it was the other people, the the people that were complaining that had said something and obviously kind of started this. And so, I, so I'm making some general comments right now. Okay, I understand. Legally, you got to be careful. Uh, so, bottom line, as far as this complaint, somebody locally complained, and that, and they're the ones that maybe kind of got the freedom from religion people involved. Is that kind of the how it seems like it's happened? Then? I, you know, I I I presume so. I don't know for sure. And frankly, I don't care. Okay. You know, um, I, we've got this outside group, and they obviously are a group that um, feels pretty strongly about their position. Yeah. And, you know, uh, they do litigate at times, and I'm sure there are other times they don't. So we'll just have to see what what the board wants to do in terms of our practices and procedures and even our current practices and procedures, I'm pretty confident are okay. But sometimes for risk management purposes, you'll, you'll change some things up. And, and each of these cases, Andy is very fact specific. Okay. And so even, even the few that have made it to the Supreme court are very fact specific. So it's not a general really overall rule. Two, well, there, there's really two lines of thought here. First of all, you know, um, county commissions, state legislatures, the U.S. Congress, um, they can start with a prayer, and that is pretty well-settled law in the Supreme Court, hmm. that if you consider it a legislative body. Now, there's another Supreme Court case that came out in 1971 that's counter to that with regard to school boards and schools themselves. And so that's why you get the prayer at the at the uh, football, you know, the games and the graduations and, and all the rest of these things that are much more limited and restricted. And this is called the Lemon Case. came out in 1971. Really? And once again, the makeup of the court at that time was, let's just say they, <laughs> they weren't very uh, literate in terms of the language of the Constitution. So does that and, mean uh, with, our, with our court the way it is, maybe it's time to finally make that challenge i would hope so yeah. i would hope so but the problem is you know you, to, you, somebody has to be the guinea pig for that yeah that's and right. so you, you know that's the decision that that we make as elected officials okay are we going to be the guinea pigs are we going to modify are we going to just give up are we going to you know what exactly are we going to do and and how much is it i mean you know because in addition to the fact that well these are the taxpayer dollars and so on and so forth and if it was my personal money uh i'd i'd bankrupt that other foundation if i could yeah um yeah. i would probably countersue them for some kind of extortion but that's just me um 
you you also say, well, at some point, we want to teach the students that we're responsible for that there's certain things they're worth fighting for. constitutional rights that are worth standing up for. Yeah. And so that's also an argument that you have with your with yourself and, you know, listen and weigh what the constituents have to say, what the community has to say. So it's not a really a community standard type of thing like it is in some other First Amendment issues. But it is something where we in particular want to be sensitive to how the community feels about it and try and act responsibly and and uh, accordingly. And we, we do have a real serious duty to the to the taxpayers and to the students in particular to make sure we're not wasting assets. And that's, you know, that, that that's where you set aside some of your personal feelings and your personal anger at frustration potentially at some of the things that you've indicated and you say, okay, um, I'm going to have to, you know, take one for the team on this one. All right. I got to jump in Terry and get a commercial break. Get a commercial break in. We come back. We'll continue with Terry. We'll also take your phone calls at six, seven, three, five, eight, nine, zero. Joe Shoney is a sponsor of this show has been for, well, at least two years and probably a lot longer than that. And I really appreciate Joe. He is a loan consultant. His specialty is customer service. And uh, basically, he wants to take care of you. And uh, too many loan consultants, you apply for the loan, file some paperwork. You don't hear from him again until it's signing day. Joe keeps you in the loop. Uh, his reviews online, 4.91 out of 5 stars. That's phenomenal with 491 reviews. A couple of the latest, Joseph says, the, fam- the Blank family, I'm not going to use his name, can't thank enough for helping us through purchasing our first home. Uh, Justin says five stars. Didn't even bother to comment. He says, you know what? This is just good stuff. Uh, it is Joe Shoney, the socialsurvey.me website. If you want to read some of those reviews, the phone number for Joe is 435-590-6300. That's 590-6300. Welcome back to the program. We're talking about prayer, where it belongs. Does it belong at all in our public meetings? Terry Hutchinson is here with me. And, Terry, let's, uh, a couple of people have been very patient on hold, so let's go right to the phone lines. Caller, you're on with Andy and with Terry Hutchinson. How are you? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Is that me? Yeah, that's you. What's on your mind? Okay. Listen, there's a very simple, simple answer to your question. Um, I am quasi-religious, which means I'm not sure which way to go. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was even at a, a school uh, a dinner one time, and they wanted to start out with a prayer. And I'm not very bashful, but I said, hold it. I says, we don't need a prayer. You can prayer. You can pray going down the freeway. So what you need is a moment of silence, and those that want to pray can pray, and those that don't, don't. You don't need to have somebody leading a prayer for anybody that's out there that may uh, offend them or may not believe or maybe of some other religion, Hindu, Buddhist, Baptist, Christian, LDS, whatever. Uh, like I said, you can pray Going down the freeway, you can pray sitting in a restaurant. You don't have to have somebody leading you in a prayer. So I think a moment of silence would be the best answer to any of this, and people can pray whenever they want. Okay. Terry, your thoughts? Well, that might be one of the solutions, Andy. The the point I, I, I can appreciate what the caller was saying, and actually, you know, we talk about having uh, the interfaith group come and offer offer prayers at the beginning like the uh, city council does and some other entities, but... Uh, that won't satisfy the demand of the particular group that uh, has been engaging with us. And so, you know, it's based on facts. And so there are, the Fifth Circuit has said that certain practices are okay for school boards to do, and the Ninth Circuit has said they're not. 
and there's a couple of other circuits, uh, the Third Circuit and the Sixth Circuit have all said no. Now, when you have a split in the circuits, and we're in the tenth, usually the Supreme Court, well, that's when the Supreme Court takes up a case. But in the Fifth Circuit case that came up that was opposite all those others, they elected not to do that. And so it means if you're in the Fifth Circuit, which I think includes Tennessee and some of the Bible Belt, uh, those practices are still okay. And if you're in the Ninth Circuit, they're not okay. And if you're in one of the other circuits that doesn't have a circuit court ruling, you're kind of in this gray area. And so obviously what you want to do is you want to look at your practices and the facts of your practices and try and make it so that it makes you less vulnerable to a challenge. And so this caller's suggestion about a moment of silence is certainly one of the options to to consider. And uh, that's something, frankly, that we have talked a little about and we will talk about some more because he, he does make a good point. Okay, let's go back to the phones. A lot of folks want to weigh in. Uh, color, let's see, this is Ryan. Ryan, what's up today? Hey, appreciate this um, opportunity. Um, you know, my, my question is, is everybody wants everybody to be tolerant, except if you're going against what they don't like. And I was part of a professional board here years ago at and we would start our monthly board meeting with prayer and blessing on the food. And we had one in the group who was offended. And I made that point. I said, you know, you want us to respect your rights, but it doesn't work both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Right? Or, and go ahead, Ryan. The, the other thing is, is if, Washington County School Board chose to fight this. Is there a way that we could start a private fund to fight this instead of using those uh, sacred school funds yeah. to, to make a point? Hey, Terry, your thoughts? Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, and in the old days, you'd expect the ACLU to come in and defend a case like this. Now they're on the other side. I mean, the ACLU has gotten far away from what it originally was intended to do. And and really, it is essentially an argument over whether, you know, the idea of a general prayer or even an interdenominational prayer or even a prayer at all is establishing a a religion, which is not what the First Amendment is about. And there's that interpretation that you shouldn't have any religion. Well, in my opinion, atheism is a religion. And so you're establishing that if you don't permit other things. But there is a wide variety of options that you can have to be inclusive. And I do believe as public entities, we are required to be inclusive. So it's a, it's a, it's a you know, very fact-specific thing, and it's a very personal thing to each of the board members. And we, we, I have seen some, some different opinions on our board about how to handle this. And so I would just encourage people, talk to your board member and see how they feel and let them know how you feel uh, in a very polite and concerned way because this is something that's not going to go away. And uh, we may modify our practices a bit. We may not. We, I don't know how the board will all vote. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of where we're at, unfortunately. 
And until we get clear guidance from the U.S. Supreme Court on this, um, and with, and hopefully we'll get uh, some real distance from some of the bad decisions that we had in the 1970s. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we just kind of have to wade through these areas and sometimes take a risk. All right, I got time for one more call. Got about a minute left. Caller, you're on with Andy with Terry Hutchinson, real quick, please. Yeah, Terry, hey, just real quick, I just want you to know that as a citizen, I support going against this a whole hundred percent. I'm so sick and tired of everybody else's feelings being hurt, and so I have to go ahead and just have mine be hurt and just say, well, that's fine, because as far as I'm concerned, the courts in this land have already proven to me there's no such thing as what you'd call just a straight-up true called law, and that's why you're saying, well, this court will do this, this court will do that, this to me, it just, it, it's mob rule in this country, and the Supreme Court's proved that to me even with this election thing, that they're worried about which side's going to squawk the loudest and which one's going to say and do the most mean things to them. And so they just know that a lot of us on the God-fearing side and on those of us that are law-abiding abiding citizens will just shut up and go over in the corner and not do anything, and I'm sick and tired of it. It's just like the ones that are going to complain and say and do all these things that are what they want, and those of us that are that are law-abiding or God-fearing people just try to take the high road and say, well, we want to be nice, we want to be inclusive, we want to this, we want to that. And the next thing you know, we just keep inching ourselves closer and closer and closer to the cliff because we keep giving in on what we want and being so concerned about somebody else's feelings instead of saying, you know what, we're going to take a stand this time. No, we don't feel that way. If you're offended, I'm sorry because I'm offended that you're wanting me not to pray. Well said. Thank you. i got to cut you off. we got to go. Uh, time for the uh, show to end. Terry, thank you so much for coming on today. Great to talk you to bet, you. You bet, Andy. I agree with that guy. All right. Well said. We'll see how it turns out. All right. Time now for news.